what would you say if I said that I could bring him back? I guess I'd say I never thought of that. Well, all right, hold tight. You might want to stand back because one small John is coming intact. St. John forward, spitting out some more words, fully intact. Jacked, ready to rap and attack. Small John on your lawn, living like a gnome. Hit you with my lyrics like a bullet to your dome. Tonight when he comes up here, he's either gonna kill or he's gonna suck. But there's no in between for Mr. John Forward. Welcome back again for the second time to St. John Forward Radio. Did uh, did the sound on that sound funny to you too, or is it just the headphones on my end? I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, repeating myself again, this is St. John Forward Radio. Off to a not-so-great start to the show. Um, had, to, uh, had to give the computer a quick reboot right before, and uh, it's only uh, just firing up now. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get things into, uh, into order. But uh, yeah, had, had a bit of a format change for, uh, for this episode. Um, still going to talk about it a little bit, but not probably not to the, the, exactly the same way that I plan to. Um, there's a... Uh, Anyway, I should probably explain what the show is in case you're just tuning in for the first time. Um, this is St. John Forward Radio. I'm on, uh, if you're listening to it on the radio, you're probably hearing it on uh, local 107.3 FM. Um, you might be watching on Facebook. You might be watching live on YouTube or pre-recorded on either of those places. And the audio comes out at johnforward.podbean.com supposed to be every Wednesday. Uh, you got a double shot of audio podcast last week. Um, the uh, Martin Edwards uh, one that went out um, in video form on uh, on Monday night while I was out on vacation went as planned, but uh, I apparently selected the wrong date for the uh, audio version on Podbean. So you got a double shot last week. Um Anyway, uh, going to be talking about uh, Alberta's new premier has uh, said some things that have some panties in bunches, so we'll talk about that a bit, but um, before we get into that, um, just uh, coming up after a uh, successful No Jokes Bard uh, comedy show this past weekend at McGill's. It was uh, it was the first uh, return to uh, to Saturdays since uh, I believe May was the last time that we got to do a uh, a show on the weekend. So that's fun. Um, yeah, I I much prefer. Uh, I mean the uh, the Thursday night shows that we've been doing have been have been going pretty well and have been uh, pretty well attended. But um, just something about. Um, doing a comedy show on a, on a Saturday night. It feels, feels better, I guess. Uh, it gives me more time. I'm not even a huge fan of doing them on Friday nights just because, you know, working all day, I don't get to, you know, fully commit to, uh, you know, being annoying to my dear wife all day long while I, uh, while I get into the show zone and, uh, I was, Ed, to be honest, I wasn't fully into show zone this weekend either because it was uh, Skankfest weekend. 
uh, festival down in New York City with uh, lots of uh, good comedians. I uh, went uh, went down with uh, with Arif Hussein uh, a few years ago and was uh, was a lovely old time. Um, and uh, they were live streaming some uh, limited shows this weekend, so I checked those out. But uh, anyway. Skankfest did not compare to uh, to No Jokes Bard. Um, it was uh, it was a pretty smooth running show. I uh, I overbooked it a little bit. Normally, I, I try to have uh, seven people on. Um, I had eight this time, and uh, as such, um, you know, I I had to uh, pay attention to the clock a little bit more. We had a hard out at uh, at nine thirty, so couldn't uh, dawdle too much um throughout the show so um because they had something else they had some djs that came in at uh at 10 o'clock so we had to make sure that we were finished at 9 30 so um yeah with uh with my show and again if uh if you are listening to this and you were in the uh, vicinity of saint john new brunswick and you wanted to uh do a set on my uh stand-up comedy show then that's uh certainly an option what do we got? Microsoft Teams popping up here for some reason. Um, yeah, if you're local, uh, this this isn't uh, enforced across the board. Sometimes I slip up. Sometimes I think somebody's from out of town, and then I find out that they're not, but I've already offered them a slot. Um, best thing to do if you want to do my show is to come watch one first and say hello, and then uh, I can set you up on uh, on the next one. But uh you know, it's been uh, been so long that I've been I've been doing the show since 2014, and I just kind of, uh, you know, I assume that people know the uh, the etiquette of uh, how long of a set you're supposed to do. Um, so, but you know, people, uh, I'm not going to say take advantage of my uh, my generosity. It's mostly I can't really have. It's not fair for me to have expectations that I haven't uh, put out. So uh, generally, unless somebody's doing like their first ever set, um, I'll give people like seven to ten minutes. So, but um, sometimes that kind of goes unspoken, and I just assume that people know. Um, and I feel a little bit more guilty trying to, you know, get somebody to wrap it up if I never gave them a uh, a set time to start with. So, anyway, this time I was uh, I was pretty clear, seven to ten minutes. I was keeping an eye on the clock, and uh, you know, at uh, at the seven minute mark, I uh, you know I'm standing in the back, and I you know shine my old light, and that's another thing, especially the new people. They don't necessarily know what that even means. They're just like, why is he, why is he doing that? I don't know. Um, and then you know, uh, most most people wrapped it up within a couple of minutes of that, and I never had to give a second light, but um, you know. A few people uh, surpassed the uh, the final, so I kind of stood there for a little bit longer, waving the old uh, light. And uh, there was one person that was reading their set off their phone, so they never really looked up enough to uh, to see the light. But anyway, kept it going. A couple of people were a little bit too long, but uh, it's it's not as bad as it has been. There have been some weeks where somebody just uh, does like 15 or more minutes, which even if they're doing well, doesn't really work at an open mic with a bunch of people on it. Um, I mean, if somebody is doing poorly and they go long, that's kind of a double whammy. Um, but even, even if you're doing well, unless you're the last person on the show, 
it's 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 making it that much harder for everybody that has to follow you. So that's not really fair. So I think going forward, I need to uh, tighten it up a little bit because uh, people mostly stuck to their time because I mostly uh, enforced it. Um, I also had a, uh, a rare every now and then I'll, I'll have an idea in my head and I will, uh, I'll take it to uh, our private New Brunswick stand up uh, Facebook group. Um, most of the time, my reasonable uh, discussion topic uh, devolves into nonsense, but pretty. W- this one was pretty cordial. I didn't really. This one almost didn't have enough pushback. I can't. I kind of wanted to get the other side of it, but uh, I've. I've. It's very frustrating for me running the show when uh, when people roll in um, who are on the show. If you're an audience, that's that's up to you. Um, you may not have a seat if you show up too late, though. But the comedians, I would like them to be there at least a half hour before the actual show starts when possible. I know, you know, there are circumstances where that might not be possible. Um, but uh, it's, I've over the last little while, I've been letting people sign up for their like, I'll write out one through seven or one through eight on a piece of paper and let people sign up for what slot they want to uh, they want to do on the show. And, uh, I, I kind of like how that flows. I like kind of mixing it up and, you know, letting people make their own decision for where they feel like they best fit in the lineup rather than if, if I'm setting it, there's the, the push and pull of, well, should I follow tradition and kind of have a ramp up of like the lesser experienced through most experienced or worst to best. And, I, I, I don't really like that for an open mic. First off, it just makes the first half of the show that much more depressing, If unless everybody's doing well, which is sometimes the case, but not often. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to front load the show with all of the worst comedians because that's not fun for the audience and they may uh, skip out during the intermission if they think this is what the show is going to be. So I like to, I like to pepper it out and have uh, have a few killers up in the first half. Just, you know, I like it better when it kind of goes up and down based on, um, you know, I don't want to try to micromanage it into some sort of smooth arc because, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about anyway. So, and, and if I do try to mix it up, I mean, if if I if I take somebody that I think is going to have a really good set and I put them at the first half, I don't want them to think like, "Oh, does John think that I'm not good enough to be in the second half?" Uh, that's that's not the case. And I also, this is less of a concern, but if uh, if a real garbage comedian sees themselves in the uh, second half of the show, I don't want to inflate their ego too much and give them a vow of vote of confidence that uh, they don't necessarily, they haven't necessarily earned. So anyway, I like to have people pick their own slots. um, But uh, that kind of falls apart when people are stragglers because typically nobody wants to do like go on first or second. Sometimes they do. But uh, what, what happens is if the show starts at seven 30, um, Everybody except for like one or two people are there by like 725 and there's still a couple of people that I'm like looking at my watch. I'm sending them a Facebook message like, hey, man, are you on your way? Or hey, didn't hurry. Hey, lady. Or hey, uh, them. Are you on your way? And uh, I, I don't like to start the show 
without having kind of everything already in place. So I, I've decided on a new policy that um, if, uh, if you're running late, I will leave it to the other comedians in the group to save uh, some later slots if, um, if they want to. Um, but, um, you know, if, uh, if whatever empty slot is left and you miss your spot, then you miss your spot because it's not fair if if somebody shows up on time and signs up to be second or third and then they end up having to go first because somebody else didn't show up and then that person rolls in 20 minutes later and gets a gets a more prime spot so anyway that's how it is and you know i'll I'll leave it up to the uh the other comedians on the lineup to see how uh how sympathetic this particular person is if uh, if the person has a really good excuse why they're running late, then that can be factored in. If they're coming from further away, that can be factored in. If they're just getting off work at a certain time and they, they get there as quick as they can, that should be a factor. If uh, if they're uh, if they're a jerk, then people might be less likely to uh, do them a favor. If they're a delightful person, then people might be more amenable. Good comedian, bad comedian, middle of the road comedian, whatever. So anyway, that's the corner I've painted myself into. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, anyway, it was a good show. We had a great turnout. We even uh, yeah, it was pretty well uh, a full house. Um, yeah, we even had two uh, people people doled out the uh, the loose stack chairs that they usually hide in the corner once all the uh, the table chairs have been filled up so well attended um unfortunately it started out there was a couple of uh, there was a couple of people sitting at the back that were clearly not there for the show two people taking up an entire table and having a loud conversation and the louder that I spoke, the louder they would speak to kind of cancel it out so that they could continue theirs. Um, and you know, not everybody understands that, um, that you having a whole separate conversation during a show where people are talking into a microphone is kind of a big problem for everybody involved. Um, so, you know, I throw out my, uh, my initial, Hey, just so you can be quiet, please. I can hear you. It's distracting and, you know, ramp it up from there. Um, I think I warned them about three times before I, uh, before I informed them that, you know, I, I know this is unusual and this is probably the only place in the city right now where, uh, you two having a nice conversation amongst friends makes you kind of an asshole. So anyway, they had some warnings before I dropped an A-bomb on them. But uh, eventually they, uh, they got the message and they left, which uh, stopped the interruptions and opened up a seat for people that were there on purpose to see the show. So good enough. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's, 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 play, uh, let's play a song. If you're watching on the video feed, you may notice I've got a been having a hard time with the sty on my right eyeball for uh, on and off for many years. I think it's part of the reason why uh, why I was sick for the first couple of days on my vacation that we talked about last week, and I was also uh, you know running nose water. I think my eye tends to get infected, which gives me some sort of a cold, and uh, it's a, it's a pain in my butt. 
Um, and uh, I had uh, the CD queued up because I wasn't sure if the computer was going to be ready to go. Um, so anyway, B.A. Johnson has a song called I Haven't Heard It. Uh, this Pink Eye Has Got Me Down. I don't have a pink eye, but close enough. Let's hear that on St. John Forward Radio, and then we'll be back to talk about horrible monster Danielle Smith coming up. St. John Forward Radio, a little B.A. Johnson. That was a little bit more rocking than I was expecting. Um, that's that's kind of uh, been my experience when uh, when going to see B.A. Johnson live. It's a little bit more uh, heavy, I guess. Um, not that that's like crazy death metal or anything. Um, the albums tend to be a little bit more folky, so maybe I should check out the rest of this one. I haven't seen him live in a while, and I haven't listened to that album. But anyway... This pink eye has got me down. Um, so, uh, you know, there's something else that has other, uh, a lot of other people down. Um, we'll just, uh, we'll just get right to it. Um, Alberta has a, a new premiere 
Her name is Danielle Smith. I don't know a whole lot about this lady, um, but I did see uh, this clip going around on the internet and um, people are having meltdowns about it. So let's check that out. The community that faced the most restrictions on their freedoms in the last year were those who made a choice not to be vaccinated. I don't think I've ever experienced a situation in my lifetime where a person was fired from their job or not allowed to watch their kids play hockey or not allowed to go visit a loved one in long-term care or hospital or not allowed to go get on a plane to either go across the country to see family or even travel across the border. So they have been the most discriminated against group that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. That's a pretty extreme level of discrimination that we have seen. I don't take away any of the discrimination that I've seen in those other groups that you mentioned, but this has been an extraordinary time in the last uh, year in particular. And I want people to know that I find that unacceptable, that we are not going to create a segregated society on the basis of a, of a medical choice. Anyway, I apologize if the sound is as crackly on your end as it is on mine. Now, before we address that, let's, there's a follow-up statement um, just so we can get ahead of this. Uh, on October 12th, uh, yesterday, I made comments regarding the discrimination unvaccinated individuals have suffered through through over during through over during that's that's a weird way to put it have suffered through over during the past two years my intention was to underline the mistreatment of individuals who chose not to be vaccinated and were punished by not being able to work travel or in some cases see loved ones I want to be clear that I did not intend to trivialize in any way the discrimination faced by minority communities and other persecuted groups both here in Canada and around the world or to create any false equivalencies to terrible historical discrimination and persecution suffered by so many minority groups over the last decades and centuries we need to actively work together as Albertans and Canadians to end all discrimination against all minority communities. I am committed to listening, learning, and addressing the issues affecting minority communities. Over the next few days, my office will be reaching out to set up meetings with minority community stakeholders so I can better understand the different concerns of their individual communities. Sincerely, Premier Danielle Smith. So, uh, can you guess which um, one tiny piece of that that people have seized upon? Of course, obviously, not that it should be unusual to find out that politicians sometimes use hyperbolic language. Um, saying that this is the most discrimination discriminated against group of people in my lifetime. That's not a great way to put it um, because not, not that I think this really does trivialize anybody else's suffering or create any false equivalencies. And I don't really think any other good faith person really thinks that I don't think there is one person on planet earth that heard that statement and thought, Hey, this person thinks that it was okay that we had residential schools or, hey, this person thinks that 
it was okay that gay people weren't allowed to get married in Canada until like 2003 or, Hey, this per hey it's no big deal that racism exists in the world or sexism or transphobia or any of that stuff very obvious that that's not what was meant by this but people are reacting and it's i mean it's a dumb thing for a politician to say um because when you say that this is the worst thing ever then that opens you up nobody has to Nobody has to deal with the actual statement or the problem that you're talking about. So she's trying to talk. She's the basic message of this is unvaccinated people were discriminated against in our country in the last two years. And it was crazy and it was really bad. And we should not be doing stuff like that. That's the message. But everybody that's dumping all over this, that's not what they're responding to. They 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 take out the little even in the clip. She's I don't I don't know what the context is. It sounds like she's responding to another question. I don't have the full context for the interview, but even within the clip, she says something about I don't want to take away from any of those other communities, but and then she continues to make her point. So Nobody, nobody thinks that she's saying that none of the other, none of the other bad stuff in the world in our country at any time ever since she was born in 1971, it was not a problem. She is saying that we as a society and as a country chose to discriminate against unvaccinated people in several pretty significant ways. And it was gross and I've I've been saying the same thing all along. Again, for the record, if you if you don't have the full backstory of St. John Forward Radio, I did get my first two shots, reluctantly, um, but uh, that was, I mean, I kind of I don't know if I want to say that I regret it. I didn't have any kind of negative outcome. I felt kind of sick after the second one. Um, I regret it in the sense that I feel like I was duped. Um, I'm not generally a traditional anti-vaxxer. I've gotten all of the other vaccines that were recommended to me by doctors who I had some trust for before very recently. Not that I don't trust doctors now, but I'm, I'm a little bit more skeptical. Um, and, uh, you know, the, this 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 came about in a way where it just. I guess the backstory is I I'm not obviously if you've listened to one minute of this show my my main concern is when we've got like mandates and you know when when things are mandatory and when there are government edicts that's that's my main concern. Um, I was I was against it um, a couple of years ago. I think it might have been 2019. It was before COVID. Um, our uh, former um, education minister, dude um, Dominic Cardi, was he the education? Anyway, Dominic Cardi somehow who has since I don't I, I at some point I want to dig into what's going on with that guy. He, uh, he got kicked out of the conservative caucus. I'm not really sure the whole story on that, but that guy seems like, uh, I don't know. He's, he's got a face on him. He seems, he seems 
villainous. Um, and uh, anyway, I, I don't really know what's going on with that, though. I'm curious, though. But he tried to make some kind of a rule that um, any kid that's enrolled in a public school had to get their your, their normal vaccinations and stuff, which, again, I think... Now, I may revisit this in the future, and I'm not really in a position. I don't have any kids, so this isn't a decision that I need to really make, so I don't really need to. I haven't really felt the urge to do a whole lot of research on this, but even though based on the knowledge that I have and had, um, I think it's a good idea for people to get their kids with the normal vaccines. Most of the arguments against that seemed dubious at best and a lot of it seems like weird conspiracy theory stuff a lot of it comes from jenny mccarthy popping off about some study that showed that vaccines cause autism or something which has since been debunked and even the guy that wrote it has kind of admitted that it wasn't a good study but people have kind of latched onto that and there was there were some wacky silly arguments against the covid vaccine with you know the 5g and all that stuff seemed seemed silly to me um but i didn't think it was fair to exclude kids from public school because they or their parents decided not to get their flu shots that year even though i think that people should get their flu shots side note if this wasn't a public institution, if uh, if there was no Department of Education and the school system was 100% private, not subsidized, no, you know, special deals for this group of schools to create regulations that shut out their competition, all that complete, full free market of education, which is never going to happen um, in that case. I think is perfectly fine if this school here decides, hey, if you want to come here, these are the rules. You need to have all of your up-to-date shots. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to whatever. I've got no problem with that because in a free market system, people have choices. So if this school decides that they have requirement A, if there's enough people that don't like that requirement, that creates a circumstance where the school over here can say, hey, if you don't want to do that thing, then you can still come to our school. And, you know, there's competition there. Um, so, yeah, when when the vaccines started rolling out here, uh, again, the, uh, the, the, the timing on it, um, oh, we've got a nice uh, comment from the chat. My number one fan, Jason Tobin, says, Kanye is the most discriminated person that has ever been discriminated against IMO. Um, Jason Tobin, I disagree with your statement. Um, Kanye West has, uh, said some pretty horrible things over the last little while that I do not condone. Um, so anyway, I'm disappointed that, uh, you support anti-Semitism, but, uh, it is what it is. Um, that's not my concern. Um, you're allowed to have your opinion and I would, I would die for you to be allowed to share it with us, even if I find it reprehensible. Um, but, uh, anyway, so I, I don't, I don't think kids should have to be vaccinated to go to public schools. Um, so when the COVID vaccines rolled out, there was a lot of, uh, 
you know, re- reluctant. Some of it was of the crazy nature. Some of it was just kind of a, I don't know. And if you want me to make this decision to get it, you kind of need to convince me. And I haven't been convinced yet, which is kind of where I was at. And the, and just general, you know, there, there's a history of, uh, of bad things that have happened with, um, you know, pharmaceutical companies and all this stuff. So, I mean... And the fact that these things came out pretty quickly, you know, that raised some red flags that uh, whether they were warranted or not, they were reasonable concerns to have. Even if even if everybody that was concerned turned out to be wrong, which has not been the case. Uh, but so anyway, I I chose to get mine. I I kind of worked really hard to convince myself that this was a good idea. Cause again, my default was like, I don't know about this. And I feel like there would have been an easier sell. It seems if, if COVID was as bad as we were led to believe and the vaccines were as good as we were led to believe, then there would have been no problem, but neither of those things was entirely true. Um, I always pick a weird time, but we're halfway through. So I'll remind everybody that you're listening to local 107.3 FM, who does not necessarily share uh, any of these opinions that I'm stating. Um, So anyway, I I was reluctant. The reasons why I chose to get vaccinated have turned out to be false. I've already talked about this. I don't want to get into it anymore. So, you know, I, I feel like I've, I was, uh, I agreed to it under false pretenses. Um, I didn't get, I mean, I did get sick for one day, but I mean, my heart didn't explode or anything like that, which there's a lot of weird stuff happening in the world. I don't, I don't know the full ins and outs of it, but the way that people talked about the unvaccinated and the people that, the way that people treated the unvaccinated in our country and all over the world was really gross. And in addition to the, the false information that, uh, that led to me choosing to get those shots, um, there was also the looming threat of um, what kind of restrictions would we have if we chose not to get it. Um, I had concert tickets bought for, uh, to see my favorite band, Clutch. I think it was in... I don't know if it was October 2020. No, it must have been October 2021. I had it in my head that at the very least, if I don't get this, I'm not going to be allowed to cross the border, either to or or from. Um, I wasn't sure, and I wasn't I wasn't afraid enough of the vaccine that I wanted to inconvenience myself. There was also people pretty early on saying, hey, hey, we need to make, they're, they're probably going to have a vaccine passport. That's a bad idea. Let's not do that. And a lot of people were like, oh, you're crazy. That's a conspiracy theory. Um, I don't have the clip, but I'm pretty sure I saw a clip of Justin Trudeau himself stating we are not a country that forces people to make medical decisions or something like that. And he was basically, no, of course there's not going to be a fa- There's not going to be any kind of a mandate or a passport or anything like that. And then, and then there was, um, so, so for, first off, um, like the hostility 
the way that people talked and a lot of people online and in real life, um, people were, were talking about, you know, should these people be thrown in jail? Should they be getting fines? Um, we literally segregated them from society. They were not allowed to go into restaurants. They were not allowed to go into movie theaters. They had severe travel restrictions. Only recently are they allowed to go on planes and trains in this country. You still can't cross into the U.S. without, without being vaccinated. There were people that were fired from their jobs. Um, this is being touted as a conspiracy theory when it's not. They floated the idea of banning them from grocery stores before the public was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's a bit too far. And then they pretended like, no, of course not. We wouldn't do that. Um, and you know, I've, I've seen countless people mostly online admittedly, which is not necessarily representative of the real world, but every time somebody that was unvaccinated got sick or died, there was almost glee in people that like, good, they get what they deserved, which was, pretty disgusting um there were people talking about that they they should not have the same access to health care because of their decisions which again sidebar if we had a fully 100 percent private free market healthcare system that was open competition if this hospital over here or this insurance company decided to that if you want to be covered you need to do this Again, if there is an alternative where if company A says you need to have your vaccine to be a part of our service, that creates a situation where company B can be like, we'll take you. That doesn't happen if it's illegal for company B to exist. Um, so anyway, but, but people don't, not that I think that they should, again, unless this is a completely free market private situation with no subsidies or minimal, if any regulations. Um, nobody talks like this about people that make other health decisions that will uh, make them sick or make them take up space in, in hospitals. I'm not going to, you know, I mean, if people were saying, and you know, I admit some people do, but uh, people aren't cheering on much, not as much as with the unvaccinated, but people largely are not cheering on smokers who get lung cancer. And if you do, people will get mad at you, generally. Um, nobody is cheering on when obese people have a heart attack or have a severe COVID outcome, which was also a major contributing factor myself included. That's part of the reason I got vaccinated because I'm a big fat. So um, it wasn't openly discussed and yes, there were other problems in the world and they're terrible residential schools, homophobia, transphobia, racism, misogyny, all of, all of it, all of it is bad, but it wasn't, it's at least now, maybe she should have said the most discriminated of my gen of this generation or something like that. Cause I mean, not that it's okay if something was like 20 years ago, but I mean, in modern day, nobody 
our prime minister isn't going on the news and talking about how horrible gay people are. I mean, it's one thing if some dumb conservative or whatever doesn't think that they should, they meet the definition of marriage. That's, that's not, I disagree with that, but it's not the same as if Justin Trudeau was going on the news talking about these filthy, disgusting gay people and all of the problems that they cause for society like that, that does not happen and it should not happen. And if it did, nobody would be okay with it. Um, and, but this, this is different because this is a group of people that we collectively, we just decided, I mean, everybody, 100% of people were unvaccinated against COVID before the COVID vaccines came out. So this is the only time where I can think of where as a society, we just decided to create a new kind of discrimination. We just decided, hey, these people that I was one of them six months ago, they're not allowed to come into a restaurant anymore. And it was largely cheered on by most of the media, most of the politicians, and most of the people. Um, I mean, not that it's okay, but, you know, with, uh, with indigenous people, with gay people, with trans people, these are groups of people that have been unrightly unjustly discriminated against for hundreds and hundreds of years. Not that tradition makes it okay, but it's something that should not be ignored. Um, when you've got a group of people that society has been against for a real long time, forever, some of them, this isn't great. It And it takes too long, but it takes some time before we're like, you know what? Those opinions that we used to have were stupid. We need to move past that. It's kind of, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of the default that we discriminate against some of these other groups. That's not good. And again, it should have never happened, but that's the situation that we're in. It seems like a whole different thing when we just decide today, this group of people Screw them. We're going to make their life more difficult um, to nobody's benefit. Um, we found out since then that um, the vaccine doesn't stop you from catching COVID seemingly at all. Maybe a little tiny bit. Um, it does not stop transmission, which was the whole point of having this kind of segregation happening. And there was no evidence that it ever did stop transmission, which is what they're, they're coming out with now. We just decided we want these people to do the thing that we want them to do. So we're going to kick them in the face as much as possible to make their life as annoying as possible so that they comply. And it's, it's, it's weird and it's gross. And I found it and I still find it really disturbing. Um, you know, we, we talk about um, punching down in comedy, or well, we talk about, society talks about it. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have the opinion, like, you're not, you shouldn't be making fun of these marginalized groups of people. They've had enough. And, you know, you, you can have whatever opinion on that. I, again, I, I try not to, I try not to make somebody that's already, um, 
unfairly being persecuted. I don't want to kick anybody when they're down. And even like the Dave Chappelle calling him transphobic and thing, I don't think is entirely fair either. Dave Chappelle's bits, in my opinion, he is making fun of trans activists more than trans people in general, which is a, which is the thing. You're not making fun of them for being trans. You're making fun of them for being kind of lunatics and trying to impose things on other people. There's a difference there. You can agree with it or not, but there is a difference. But in comedy, the the way that the unvaccinated were discussed on comedy stages that I've seen, most most people, a lot of people, to be fair, didn't talk about it at all, and that's that's fine. Nobody has to. Whatever anybody wants to joke about is fine, but. I can't think of a single person who even mentioned the topic on stage, whether, whether that's local amateur stuff or professional comedians. Um, I mean, in the, in the context of a standup, bit, I get, I guess there's, there's probably some more uh, libertarian leaning comedians that I haven't heard a lot of their material that may have, but on the whole, every time that the unvaccinated were brought up in the context of a standup bit, the premise was 100% of the time, these people are stupid and or dangerous. Sometimes there is a funny joke that went along with that. I have laughed at good jokes that are making fun of, I mean, I don't think I've heard any good jokes making fun of the unvaccinated. I've heard some good jokes making fun of the trucker convoy, which as anybody that has listened to this show knows that I'm, I'm very supportive of. But funny is funny. If somebody has an interesting premise, it should be allowed. I mean, even bad jokes should also be allowed. We just don't have to listen to them or laugh at them. Um, but uh, yeah, so 100% of the jokes that involved the topic of unvaccinated people that I've heard over the past two years have been that these people are stupid and or dangerous. Sometimes there's a joke along with that premise Sometimes that statement is the entire joke. There's at least one local person that I heard that is like, my dad doesn't want to get vaccinated. And that was the entire joke. There wasn't any, there wasn't any elaboration on it. That wasn't just like a detail to set up like what the actual joke was. The joke was this person in my life made this decision. What a effing R word. That's not what they said, but anyway, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it has been gross. Um, and you know, I, I was not discriminated against because I got those first two shots. Um, it did feel a little bit weird being in the in group, knowing that I knew a handful of people that weren't allowed to do all the same things that I did. There is at least a couple of comedians that just couldn't do shows because they weren't allowed into any of the places where shows were happening. Um, my guest who fell through tonight was a friend of mine who, uh, who was unvaccinated. I kind of wanted to get his perspective on, uh, on his, on his experience as a filthy unvaxxer. Um, but I mean, it's it's a whole different thing that we just decided that this group of people who 100% of us were a part of at a certain point of time, we just decide, hey, we starting today, 
we are choosing to discriminate against these people and everybody either kept their mouth shut or they cheered it on or you know they were brave souls like john forward here um but it's it's becoming more and more clear that that it didn't really there was no there was no benefit to any of this. It didn't stop transmission. It didn't stop people from from getting COVID at all. We're still clinging to the idea that if you get vaccinated, you will get less sick from COVID. That hasn't been fully debunked yet. That's the last little scrap. And to be honest with you, I don't really believe that is the case. It might be, but based on the track record of all of these people that are making all that have been making these statements and running the show for the last couple of years, I doubt it. I'm, I mean, who knows if that that's kind of a weird thing that, Oh, it would have been worse. That's kind of an unprovable statement either way. Um, maybe, maybe there's been a good study on it that I'm not familiar with. That's the, I know I'm certainly open to the possibility um, but at a certain point, in addition to it not being as effective as they said, COVID not being as it, COVID is dangerous. People have died. People have had very serious medical issues as a result of it. I don't want to downplay any of that. It's not as bad as it was made out to be. And again, if you're a dummy and you want to have an easy argument, you can be like, oh, but look at this person, they died. That's bad. You're in, unsensitive. No, that's not what that's not what I'm saying. Um, so it, it didn't work, and it didn't really even whatever amount of good that it did. They keep shortening how long anybody is even claiming that it lasted for. So, I mean, my I got my two shots. I I think the current logic or the current, I think, even on the Provax side, is that works for about six months. The vaccine passport lasted more than six months past when I got my last shot. So it felt weird being in that window where I got my second shot and then a certain amount of time has passed where physiologically... You could run some sort of scanner on me. There is no trace of any of the effects of the shots that I got in my body, but I'm allowed to go into this building, but somebody else isn't for no reason other than to make their life more, more complicated so that they, they do the thing. And the, it's, it's especially bad. I mean, when, when you're discriminating against, and I think this, maybe I'm giving her too much credit, but when she says this is the most discriminated against group, I mean, the most is a bad way to put it. But whatever whatever amount, like, I mean, the last residential school closed in 1996, which is insane to me. I don't, uh, that that does not compute. That seems, that seems crazy. Um, even if it was 1976 or 19... 56 it's it's still bad but do you think in 1996 
the prime minister of the country was going on the news talking about how these people deserved the treatment that they were getting and the entire country was cheering it on. No, I mean, gay marriage was re was, um, was made legal in 2003 in Canada. As with most things, by the time the government decides to stop their official legal discrimination against a group of people where they put themselves at the front of the gay pride parade and say, you're welcome. We gave you gay. You stopped enforcing a bad law before that can even happen. There's at least a decade leading up to that where most of the people in the country either didn't care or thought that it should be legal. That needs to happen a long time before it actually happens. I know like just in my lifetime, um, I guess with, uh, with like marijuana laws and stuff in this country, by the time we, uh, weed wasn't made legal until what was it? 2017, something like that. I remember being in university like 2001, 2002, that's when I think John Chrétien first started like saying, hey, maybe we should decriminalize this. At that point, if you did a survey, most people did not think that it should be illegal. That was in 2000, like the early 2000s. So who knows what year it was where we passed over the 50% of Canadians don't think people should be in jail for having a plant. Decades before it actually happened. So, I mean, the last residential school, 96, gay marriage, 2003, both way, way long overdue. And I would say for decades and decades and decades before the government decided to stop being evil, in those specific instances at least, the average person was on board with it. With the unvaccinated, I didn't. I don't think the average person was on board with it. This was this was largely cheered on by a lot of people who I would have thought, if you asked me in 2019, would this person be for actively discriminating against a group of people for making a medical decision? I would have said absolutely not. But the way people acted over the last couple of years has really uh, changed my mind on that. And uh, the fact that nobody, everybody's all freaking out at this woman, Danielle Smith, premier of Alberta. I don't know what all of her policies are. She might have some real bad ones. I'll take a deep dive someday. They're mad at her about her Ukraine comments, which I largely agree with what she said from the little clips that I saw. Um, but also they're more attacking the wording of what she said and, and, and just demanding empty apologies than they're, than they are. Nobody's interested in getting at any of the actual points. Um, so anyway, it's just, it's been, it's been a disgusting situation over the last couple of years. And it's, it's the quickest turnaround where we just decided one day, you know what, we're going to add a group of people to the list of people that we hate. That seems really weird. And there's this perception. Um, you know, I I've talked to people that are, that are more left leaning that have this perception 
that the unvaccinated people, even if they don't think that they're going to cause grandma to die of COVID, there's this perception that they are hostile towards people that are vaccinated and are, would almost like become violent against them. Like I, I saw an article talking about this where they, they equate it with like, Oh no, these terrible unvaccinated anti-vaxxer people think that it's treason for you to be vaccinated. And they're referring to that, that, that jerk yelling at Christia Freeland He's calling not not. I mean, I'm not for that kind of aggression, largely. But somebody yelling at a politician for implementing laws that have hurt actual people is not the same as a just an average unvaccinated person screaming at an average vaccinated person that they're a traitor. That's maybe that's happening, and that person's a lunatic if they're doing it. But. I've, I've heard more people afraid that the unvaccinated are calling themselves pure bloods and going after the vaccinated. It's, I haven't seen it. I'm sure there's probably a few crazies out there and I do not condone that. Um, but uh, I see people, I see more people complaining that that might happen than the actual thing that's happening. It seems, it seems made up to me. Um, and I've associated with these people. I had, you know, you know who I've had on the show as a guest, you know, who some of my associates are not one of them has gotten mad at me or showed me a drop of aggression because of the medical decision that I made to get my first two shots. Nobody called me a traitor. Nobody kind of kept me outside the circle because I wasn't, you know, woke enough on, on the evil, agendas of the world economic forum i got zero pushback from any unvaccinated people on the fact that i got it that doesn't mean that nobody has ever done it but this whole thing has been has been gross and i i mean i don't i'm not a big fan of politicians in general but i'm glad at least at the bare minimum they're pretending to care i don't know if they actually do or not but Politicians that pretend to care about this stuff are better than the ones that don't even try. And hopefully more of them get elected. Um, and the more the media spirals out about this, the more I think that somebody's onto something. So hopefully that's a white pill and uh, hopefully that means that things will get better. Anyway, this has been St. John Forward Radio. My name is John Forward. Every Monday night, 9 till 10 p.m. Listen to it next time. Tell your friends. Like and share. Subscribe. All that. 